0: evidence, evidence of your goodness. Each and every day you allow us to get up. <laughs> As you allowed us to wake up this morning and come into your house, God, we praise you for that goodness. We thank you for that goodness, God. And Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the goodness and the truth of your word go forth in the hearts and the minds of your people, God. Hallelujah. And may they see and hear the evidence of your goodness, God. The fulfillment of your promises, God. And may that seed just sow within their hearts and within their minds, God. I pray that you move me aside and let your word speak to your people in the name of Jesus. And the church said, amen, Amen. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The answer to all your The answer to all your problems. How many times you've heard that, right? How many times we heard, I got the answer for you. I got the answer. (laughs) How many times has it been true? Probably none, right? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Zero. But in spite of that, would you believe that there is an answer for all your problems? There is an answer, church. Now, don't get me confused now. I'm not talking about making all your problems go away. I'm not talking about making your problems go away, church. But what I am talking about is a way for us to understand our problems and a way for us to deal with them, a way for us to deal with them. So it doesn't matter what you're facing today, church. It doesn't matter what you're facing. Every problem, every situation you may find yourself struggling with, there is an answer. There is an answer. So I ask you, what is your problem? What is your problem? Is it the problem of the world? Is it that sin problem? Has sin overtaken you? Is it the problem of, of work? Or is it the problem of lack of work? Is it the problem of, of finances? What about family? Is it a problem of family? What about just people in general? Is it me? Am I your problem? <laughs> is the church your problem? No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it doesn't matter the troubles. It doesn't matter the troubles. It doesn't matter the circumstances. And it doesn't matter the problem. We all have them. We all have them. But it doesn't matter the problem. Doesn't matter the person. Doesn't matter the people. Doesn't matter. Whatever it may be, there is one book, hallelujah, there is one book and one answer to all your problems. One answer. The Bible is the answer to all of your problems. The Bible, church, the Bible, the holy inspired word of God of God in the Bible there is one answer one and that answer is God's answer It's God's answer church God's answer no matter what you're going through no matter what you're facing in this world no matter the Bible has an answer the Bible has an answer Because God cares what you're going through. He cares what you're going through, church. Our God is a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. He's a God that cares and loves you. He's a God that cares and loves you, church. For example, we've been hearing all of these rumors about all of these shortages that's going on. Shortages on everything that we need. Our food, shortages. Gas, shortages. All the necessities, all our supplies, they claim we're running out. We're running out. Even the baby food. Shortage on the baby food. The babies can't eat. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Shortages. If that's not enough, we're facing the anxiety of what? Inflation. Everything that we need, what? It's going up. Prices going up. Can't go to the dollar store no more and get anything for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, we can't go to McDonald's and get nothing, in any restaurant and get nothing off the dollar million because it's not a dollar million anymore. Yeah, exactly. So what's going to happen if we run out of things that we need or if we can not afford the things that we need, church? We're only human. So we start to fear, right? We start to have that anxiety creeping us in us. And we begin to think the worst. What am I going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. Right? You hear it all the time. It's easy to do. And it's natural. It's natural. But we have to remember, as Christians, we are no longer of the natural. We have the supernatural spirit of God. So our thinking is different. When all of those problems, situations come along, our thinking should be different, church. Should be different. Let me ask you this: How many meals have you missed? <laughs> Do you still have a roof over your heads? Our bills may be paid late, but they're paid. <laughs> Are your children well? Are you well? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So instead of dwelling, instead of allowing ourselves to dwell on the things of what our circumstances say, of what this world says, the negativity of our problems, of our situations, let us ask ourselves, what does God say? What does God say? What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? How does God want me to resolve this problem? How does God want me to act in this situation? How does God want me to deal with these people? If we believe that God has the final say, if we believe that God has the final Say we ought to agree with God. Agree with God at his word, church. Agree with God. One of my favorite songs of all time is by the late Miss LaShawn Pace. And it says, just because God said it, hallelujah, that's enough for me. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but just because God said it, that's enough for me. That is enough for me. That settles it. That settles it for me. That settles it for me, church. Not because I said it. Not because the news said it. Not because man said it. The world said it. It's because God said it. If we believe that God has the final say, it's because he said it, church. He said it. So whatever you're struggling with, whatever's going on, see what God has to say about it. See what God has to say about it. When we look at God's word, we see that God promises to take care of us. When we look at his word, he promises not only to take care of us, but our children and our children's children, don't he? He is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He is Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah! He is our provider. Hallelujah! That's the God we serve. That's the God you serve. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And he is the God that has promised. He has promised to supply all the needs of his children. All the needs of his children. That's you. You are his children. You are his children. So instead of believing everybody else or what everybody else says and all the circumstances of of what's going on around you, Listen to what Jesus says in, in, in John 10.10 uh, 10 here. He says, the thief's purpose, the thief, is to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, my purpose is to give them, you, you, a rich and satisfying life he's talking about you. This is what Jesus has come to do for you, church. For you. But if you don't choose to relieve that problem, if you don't, you don't choose to receive that promise or believe that promise, church, then the thief will steal your hope. The thief will kill your hope. The thief will destroy your hope. So Jesus says, my purpose is to give them not only, and them is you. Not only a rich life. A rich life in purpose. A rich life in love. A rich life in health. A rich life in freedom. Not only a rich life, but a satisfying life. A satisfying life. And we all want to be satisfied. Sometimes that's all we want to do, right? Is to be satisfied. Satisfaction. (laughs) A satisfied life, meaning a blessed life. A blessed life, That the devil cannot touch. A blessed life that the devil cannot touch, church. A blessed life that the devil, he desires to try to steal, kill, and destroy. But he can't. (laughs) But he cannot. He cannot, church, if you choose to dwell on what God says is for you. He can't. He can't touch you. He cannot touch you if you dwell on the word of God. Instead of what everybody else is saying about your circumstances. He cannot touch you. James 4, 7 says this. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. He will flee in the name of Jesus. Jesus. See we like to what we like to do is blame the devil for every problem we got. <laughs> huh? We'll blame the devil for every problem we got. Everything. Hey brother, hey sister. What's going on? What's wrong? Man, that old devil. That old devil, man, he just won't leave me alone. He won't get off my back. We'll blame the devil for everything. Everything. <laughs> but what James is saying, submit yourselves to God. Not only to God, but his word. The promises that he has for you. Submit them. See, when you submit yourself, you give in. You give in. Give in to God's word. Give in to God's word, church. I know it's hard. Because that's our nature, that nature within us. But give in to God's word. Mm, Give in to that word. You don't have to give in to temptation. You don't have to give in to sin. You don't have to give in to the struggles of this life. You don't have to, church. You don't have to eat of that tree that the devil places before you either. You don't. You don't. You don't have to give in to the schemes of the devil. You don't. See, you only eat of that tree. And you only give in because you want to. Because you want to. See, you want to eat of that tree and you want to give in, church. And you have to understand... It's all because you want to. It's not the devil. Not all the time. It's not the devil. Because we don't have to. That's our freedom in Christ. That's our power in Christ. (laughs) That is our, Mm. You have to believe that, church. You don't have to give in. We don't submit to the enemy. We don't submit to the will of the enemy. We don't submit to the evil of the enemy. We erase those enemy thoughts out of our head, out of our heart. We are people of God, the Most High God. We don't submit to no one else, no other word, no other word, not even our own word. Move our word out of the way. See what God's word says. Don't submit to the enemy. Don't let the enemy have control over your mind, church, because that's what it is. That's what it boils down to. You're submitting to him. God's will is right here before you, but you're submitting to the enemy those desires that he has for you. You're turning your back on God when you submit to the enemy. And we don't need to do that. God's word says, resist the devil. Resist the devil. Say no to sin. Say no to temptation. And the devil will flee. And the devil will flee. It's not my words, church. And he will flee from you. Resist him. Resist him. You think you're not strong enough, but Christ has given us the strength to resist him. So really, we have no excuses, right? We don't. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And the devil will flee from you. And every time he comes back, you tell him no. You tell him no. Every time that sin, that temptation of that sin comes back, you tell him no. No. Even though that sin will remain present, but it will not have power over you. That's the trust in God's word, church. That's the trust in God's word. I tell you this, that's one of the reasons I can stand before you and proclaim that. I had to overcome that. I love sin. Sin was all about my life. But once I got hope to God's word, that said, I don't have to give in to it. I can resist it and the devil will flee. Hallelujah. 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 I trust it in that. Because the devil don't stop, do it. He? he don't stop. But that's power in the name of Jesus, right? That's power in the word of God. Matthew 4.4. 4. Jesus. Talking to him. Talking to Satan himself. But he answered, it is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not making this stuff up. (laughs) Every word that comes from the mouth of God, every word. Every word that comes from the mouth of God is found in our Bibles. Every word. You have it right there before you. The word of God himself. The word of God himself. How The word of God himself. Right here. Before us. Before us. You know how much power is in this, how much power that you possess when you allow this to dwell within your heart and within your mind, church? Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then later Jesus told him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, Be gone, Satan, for it is written. What is written? That if you resist the devil, he will flee. He will flee. Because our God is Jehovah Nissi. (laughs) He is our protector. He is our protector. See, we all got that, that devil problem. But this is how you solve it. We all got that temptation problem. but this is how you solve it, church. <laughs> it's, it's just, it is as plain as it, is, as it presented. Simple as that. It is. It is. Let these words dwell within your heart. Is that that simple? It's that simple? So don't worry. Philippians 4 tells us this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which, surpass, which exceeds anything You and I can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's some powerful peace, hallelujah. That's some powerful peace. Do this, church. Do this with every problem you face. Do this with every worry you have. Every time that anxiety rises up in you because you you heard something was going on, go to the Word. Do this. Do this, church. And God's peace will guard your hearts. God's peace will guard your minds, church, in Christ Jesus. That's His promise. That's His promise. That's His Word. That's His Word. Early in that chapter, Philippians 4, 4. Paul says this, Paul says this, rejoice in the Lord always, hallelujah. I say it again, rejoice, rejoice. Paul wrote this from prison. Paul was in prison, church, and he's saying rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. Paul didn't rejoice because everything was going his way. He didn't rejoice because all his bills was paid. (laughs) Because he had a nice car, he had food on the table. Paul did not know whether he was going to live or whether he was going to die. So if Paul can rejoice in these circumstances, we can rejoice in the world's circumstances. Hallelujah. When we look into the Bible, there are so many things, so many of God's promises, church, to rejoice in. So many. That is the hope. See, that is the hope. When we're down and out, when we're feeling low, at our lowest point, we can open the book. We can open the book and find that hope that we need. And stand on God's word. Stand on it. You see, that separates us as Christians. Standing on the very word of God. The world don't understand that. The world don't understand it. We can't be overwhelmed or depressed in our rejoicing, church. We cannot. We cannot. Philippians 4 goes on the promise of more of God's goodness. Now, 9, 419, and this same God, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. More of his goodness. More of his promises for you, church. No matter what you're struggling with today. No matter the situation, the circumstances. This is the same God next time you have that anxiety about those prices going up. This is the same God that you know that will allow you to afford it. Allow you to afford it. This is the same God the next time you begin to worry about the things that you don't have. This is the same God that will supply your needs. That will supply your needs. The next time you feel that anxiety, that worry starts to creep up in you, church. My God. Say it, my God will supply, my God who cares for me will supply all of my needs. All of my needs. The next time you get all bogged down in those things, say, my God that cares for me and loves me will supply all of my needs. All of my needs. Because that's his word to his children. That's his word, church. That's his word. So I'm not worried. I I rejoice in the fact that God says I don't have to be anxious. (laughs) I rejoice in the fact that God says I don't have to worry. Yes. Rejoice in his glorious riches in Jesus Christ. The same God who created you, the same God who created you, Will allow you to afford those groceries. Don't worry. He will allow you to have gas in your car. Don't worry. He will allow you to have food on your table. Clothes on your back. And he hears you when you pray over your kids. So he will make sure they are okay also. Also, church. So we must... Pay attention, church. Pay attention to what God has for us. When other people tell you these things, see what God has for you. Before you react and before you go all, get yourself all wound up, see what God has for you. Pray and let God speak to your spirit, speak to your heart. Let him calm you down. He's good at that. (laughs) He's good at that. Calming your spirit down. People get you worked up sometimes. Situations get you worked up, man. And I have to tell him, God, please calm my spirit. Calm my spirit, God. Calm my spirit. So don't fret. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't worry. Start believing God at his word. Start believing God at his word, church. If you haven't been believing God at his word, today is a new day. Please start. Please start. It'll make life a little bit easier. A little simpler, right? Believing God at his word. How many times we've been sharing God's word with someone and and ministering to someone, and they say this to you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but I know what God's words say, but I know God said resist temptation, but I know that's sin, but. (laughs) Then they start to tell you what they really believe. Well, you don't know what I have to go through. You don't know how bad my situation is. You don't know what they said to me. This temptation keeps calling me. Seeing is all around me and I can't resist. What they're really saying every time they use that but up against God's word. You present God's word and they say, yeah, but. What they're saying is their problems are bigger than their God. What they're saying is their problems their circumstances are bigger than God's promises. What they're saying is their Doubting God at his word. And when they do that, it's up to us to encourage them, to remind them of what they're doing in that very moment. In that very moment, we led by the Holy Spirit to change their spirit, to change their thinking around, to help them. In that very moment, because sometimes we hear it every day, and we don't correct them. We don't correct their thinking. We don't correct them when they think their circumstances are better than God or bigger than God. We correct in love. That's what we are to do. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We help those that may not know what you know, right? Their faith may not be where your faith is. So when you hear that, when we hear those things like that, exhibit the love of Christ and correct them in love. We don't want no one thinking like that. No one. There is no but to God's word. There is no but to what God says. Ever. Ever. We ought to stand on God's word regardless. Regardless. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's church. We are the Lord's. So when we when there's a problem, we ought to say what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? When someone approaches you with that accent, what does the Bible say? Let's go into it together. We can go into it together. What's your problem? Let's find it right here. Right here. I'm going to be honest with you. I have, I have been through a lot. And everything that I've been through, I have read in the Bible. Every problem that I've ever found myself in, I have read in the Bible. And one of the main things of what caused it, is us going our own way. (laughs) Going our own way. And the word of God tells us that. If you decide to go your own way, these are the consequences. But if you decide to go with God, this can be your life. Everything will still be around you but it can be way better, way better, way better. But how are we to believe the Bible if we don't read the Bible? How are we to know God's promises for us if we don't read or listen to them? Take time to read or listen to your Bibles, church. Take time to read or listen to your Bibles. Spend more time listening to what God says. Let that seed in your heart and in your minds instead of your problems, instead of your circumstances. Spend more time seeing what God has to say about your problem, about your circumstances by reading your Bibles. Start saying what it says. Not what everybody else says. Start saying what the word of God says about your situation, about your problems. Listen to the Bible app. Listen. We're going through a devotional right now on the book of Psalms. Every morning I get up, I don't read it. I put it on auto and I listen to it. I listen to it while I'm getting ready for work. I listen to it. I listen to it. That's how you grow in faith. That's how you grow in your faith. Do anybody desires to continue growing in your faith? It's only by the hearing and the listening of the word of God. That's how that seed of God's word gets planted within your heart and within your mind. By reading and listening. Romans 10, 14. How then... Will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How then can any of us call on the Lord for help in our troubles if we don't really know him? How can we? I don't know you, Lord, but help me. You think he's satisfied with that? I don't spend much time with you, God, but I need you right now. We make a promise after he helps us, right? God, if you help me get through this, I promise I'm going to give you all my time, everything. That's our promise. That's our promise. And it says, how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? How can we believe in what the word says for us if we don't bother to read it? If we don't bother to read it. If we don't bother to listen to it. To listen to it. And how are they to hear without someone preaching? How? How are they to hear without someone preaching the word of God or teaching the word of God? His guidelines, church. His guidelines. Yeah. Romans 10 17 continues. So faith comes from what? Hearing. Yeah. And hearing through the word of Christ. It says, but I ask, have you not heard? And he says, indeed, they have. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. But the choice. It's ours to believe it. The choice is ours to believe what we've heard. It's totally up to us. Totally up to us. How much of God's word dwell within our hearts. If you only want a little bit, that's what you put in, that's what you're getting out. It's totally up to us how much of God's word we want to dwell within our hearts, church, within our hearts. A couple of ways besides our daily Bible reading or devotional time is listening to the audio like I talked earlier. While you're cleaning up, you're cleaning your house, put the Bible on. Sometimes put the music aside. Let scripture get into your heart and your mind. While you're riding in the car, put scripture on. Sometimes don't listen to the music. Put the word of God on. Sometimes put on one of my messages, right? <laughs> see, I see a lot of people wearing the ear pods. The ear pods. Gossiping. <laughs> If you're going to wear them, put the word of God in your, in your ear. Listen to what God has to say about all that gossiping. See what he has to say about all that gossiping. So when we do these things, church, it keeps that anxiety and that worry at bay. It keeps it at bay because you're confident. Your faith is growing in God's word, and this reminds us of all the promises God has for us. God says this. Wow. Have you ever had that where where God's word just blows your mind? Because you read it and and, and say, God said that, that's for me? Wow. Yeah. It's overwhelming. He reminds us of all the things that he has done for us, that he has for us in Jesus. He does. We have the victory in Christ. The victory over that fear, that anxiety, that depression, all of that. You have the victory, church. It's all in God's word. Getting it seated within you. It's all there. All there. That confidence that you lack, that you really want, is in God's word. It's in God's word. In God's word. When we focus on what the Bible says, it keeps our faith strong. And then it allows us to help others in their faith. To grow others in their faith. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. See, these promises, this goodness of God just keep flowing for you. It keeps flowing for you, church. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the what? The humble. To the humble. We must humble ourselves before him. Give him all our worries. Give him all our cares. Why? Because he loves us. He cares for us. He created us to take care of us. He created us to take care of us. How wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? There's nothing you can do that can separate you from the love of God. That's his word. There's nothing you can do, church, that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. So don't worry. Believe all that God has for you, church. But the choice is yours. The choice is yours to believe those promises. God will not force you to accept his promises. He will not. He will leave the choice up to you. So all those promises we just heard, God is not going to force you to believe in them. The answer to every problem you will face is in his Bible. But the choice is yours to look for it, and the choice is yours to believe it. Deuteronomy 30, 19. Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Between blessings and curses. And then if you don't know which is the right choice, he says this. He says this. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. And watch them. <laughs> oh, that you would choose life. So that you and your descendants might live. Moses gave the people a choice between life and God and death in their own way. He couldn't force them. He could not force them. Today, we have that same choice. Trust in God's word that brings life. Trust in our own word that brings destruction, that brings disappointment, that brings Eternal death. The choice is ours. And in closing, Joshua 24 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Notice. Notice that God tells us that the choice is ours. <laughs> choose for yourself, he says. Choose for yourself. God would never force his answers on us. He would not. His answers are always right, though. They're always right. And if we are smart, and if we are smart, we will choose them. But it's all up to us. Think how powerful that makes you, church. Having the answers to your problems. How powerful. See, we are not victims. No. We're not victims. As Christians, we are not victims. Because we have the answers. We have the answers, church. Christians choose to be victims. We choose to be victims. We are to be the example of God's answers to the world. We have the answers at our hand. We have the spirit of God living within us. with All the answers to give us that understanding of God's word. We are victorious in Christ. Victorious in Christ. How do we know that? Because the word tells us so. We are victorious over these things, over our circumstances, our situations. That don't mean that they're going to disappear. But we have the power to overcome them. We can see them through. They don't stop us. They might try to hinder us, but we're we going to see them through, church. We're going to see it through. we going to that light at the end of the tunnel. That's what God's word says. It may be dark sometimes. We only see a glimpse of that little light. But his strength, his power within us allows us to stay on course. Choose today who you will listen to, what you will think about. Will you listen to others who may be in agreement with your bad situations? Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, man. I don't know what you're going to (laughs) do. Start thinking about what God says, church. The choice is ours. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Not this time. We want to go into our communion.